This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rhodes. This is the most exciting time of the year. So everybody who's been listening to every single episode wants to know what you consider the most exciting, interesting stories of the entire year. Of course, people could just skip every other episode and just listen to this, but I know they won't. They could. They know, of course, they won't. They'll go back and, and trawl Absolutely. through the other uh, Absolutely. History. Yes. Well, what a year it's been. A very interesting year, starting with Apple dropping its value to under $2 trillion from $3 trillion last year which is, you know, a big jump. It prompted Tim Cook to take a 50% pay cut mm. to just £49 million a year, or dollars, sorry, which, wow. by my reckoning, earns out at $20,000 an hour. Was that assuming he works 24 hours a day? That No, that was assuming he does maybe an eight-hour day and possibly week, the odd weekend. Oh, right, okay. Uh, WeWork went bust um, earlier this year. This was the place that provided... Office space. It was just office space, but funky office space with you know nice furniture and I think there were beer taps on uh, on every floor, um, and they burned through just a fraction under seventeen billion dollars since they started in twenty fourteen. Seventeen billion dollars, all gone. Almost real money. <laughs> Almost real money. Buzzfeed, whose value was. $1.7 billion at the start of the year dropped to $340 million. Mm. And they, so they moved over to doing lots of quizzes and AI-generated lifestyle yeah. stories. It's a shame because so, their news reporting was at one stage really quite impressive. They won a Pulitzer Prize oh, for yeah. uh, their news reporting at one point, yes. yes. It's been really bizarre. The FAA stopped all domestic flights in the US back in on January the 11th because the techs who were syncing their backups accidentally deleted all the files. So they couldn't put any planes up in the air. <laughs> That's embarrassing. You noticed almost everywhere that air traffic control appears to work on a sort of antediluvian system. I mean, I think yes. what, what part of the American defence system I know uses floppy disks still, um, which is utterly bizarre. But, I mean, air traffic control seems pretty archaic. Very yes, strange. it does. Very strange. Okay. I met someone who worked on the Trident submarine hmm. who told me that they're still using 1980s computers running 1980s software. Wow. I suppose the advantage of that is that they can't be hacked. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Except by would... very, very old techies with long beards. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Very long beard. It's also been a good year for La Nouveau Duluth which uh, was rated on TripAdvisor the best restaurant in Montreal with 85 oh, five-star yes. ratings, Yes, despite the fact that it doesn't exist. Okay. Well, people like can imagine like really that. good food. They, could have, they would have to do that. And the number of calories in an imaginary meal are very small. Yes, I suppose they are, aren't they? So you'd save, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You save money. You save, save money, save, save calories. 
Perfect. Yes. Don't have to buy you a new pair of trousers. Have to go there. You could just yes. stay at home and imagine it. Perfect. That is the cheapest <laughs> five-star restaurant like you're that. going to come to. Yes, ever. <laughs> hmm. So there have been lots of very interesting products this year. Mm-hmm. Um, here are some of the more wacky ones. There's the Displace TV, which is a 55-inch 4K OLED screen <laughs> TV. <laughs> and it's wireless. Well, of course, um, all TVs are wireless in the sense that they don't have um, cables, unless they're cable TVs, of course. Yes, yes. In which case they do. But this one is wireless in the sense that it has no power cord. Oh. Instead, you just hang it on the wall. And to hang it on the wall, you don't even need a screw. It's vacuum mounted and it sucks itself into place on your wall. I don't remember this. Obviously, you told yeah, me all about it. it yes. but, but what happens if the vacuum suddenly sort of breaks? Your whole telly well, crashes to the yes, floor. Yes, your telly crashes one. to the floor. Well, they reckon it, the, the battery will last one month when it's the TV's on for six mm. hours a day. <laughs> it streams from the base station. So the streaming part is actually not inside the TV. And it has a 4K camera built into it. When you use your hand to trigger it, there's no remote control. Mm. You just use different hand gestures. And on sale now for $3,000. So quite a lot for a TV that may well crash to the floor. <laughs> you can just imagine sort of pushing cushions underneath just in case. Yeah, you would, a lot you of really faith would. in the manufacturers to trust yes, that. Okay. You really do. But if, if $3,000 is too much for you, how about a free telly? Ooh. This is free telly. It's called free telly. And it's a 55-inch telly, same size as the, the last one, with a very thin display, which has an extra display at the bottom, uh, which will display news, sport, and advertising. And that's how they will make their money, through the advertising shown on the extra display at the bottom. It's also got a built-in camera. So not only can you interact with it and play sports and games and stuff on it, but the advertisers presumably can see what you're up to, see whether you're eating their products. <laughs> that does seem slightly bizarre. Okay. It does seem bizarre. com. if you're interested. I suspect it's US only, but you probably don't want one anyway. It sounds a little bizarre to me. Mm. Uh, we also talked this year about the school run and how American parents doing the school run are getting increasingly concerned, as well they might, given what tends to happen in American schools Mm -hmm. these days. And that saw the launch of the Resvani Vengeance, which is not a cuddly name for a car, I think you have to admit. It's an SUV, a sports utility vehicle, and it looks like a tank. It has bulletproof glass, it has underbody explosive shielding right, and electrified door handles. So if someone tries to break in, then you could just give them a nasty shock, assuming you're in the car at the time. If you're a chauffeur or a nanny, you have to hope you didn't leave that on by accident because it would be would. difficult to explain to your employer why you <laughs> well, killed their, their children. <laughs> yeah. It has a ram bumper on the front. It has blinding strobe lights and a smoke screen. And the wing mirrors shoot pepper spray. Quite out feeling sort of people who fantasise about being James Bond were probably going to go out and buy one. They probably would. $500,000, that's with all the extras. And if you're going to buy one, you'd really want all the extras. Yeah. With... Does that include an ejector seat as well? It doesn't have an ejector seat. Mm. No. I Darn. think by the time I someone... I was nearly sold it... on it. Yes. 
That'd be good, though, wouldn't it? I'd like an ejector seat in my car. Yeah, absolutely. I used to have a, a toy, uh, one of the James Bond cars, probably Aston yes, Martin, Martin DB6. an ejector seat. Yes, yes so did I. The little man who went to an ejector seat. Yes. He got lost so quickly, because once he's ejected, you can't find him. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I remember this. I had I had Fab One, Lady Penelope's car, which had a missile that came out of this Rolls-Royce radiator, I remember. That got lost quite early on as well. I bet it did. We also heard this year about uh, Hong Kong University inventing the remote stroking device. So you and your loved one, or mm. perhaps someone you just like a lot. Oh, I see. Not for pets. Oh, right. Okay. No, no, no. They have one each. It's a stick-on oh. patch. And then you can stroke them remotely. Oh, right. Yes. I might I'm sure. ask where they put the patch, right? Okay. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, I think we should move on from that one before we get Might have been stick away. on. The take off might not be as much fun. <laughs> Indeed, it might not. Perhaps it straps on rather than being right. uh, like adhesive. Uh, German monks this year announced that they'd made the world's first powdered beer. Oh, which yes. You then mix it with, with water to get your beer back. It's called. Klosterbrauerei Neutzeller. Sorry, apologize, apologies for my poor <laughs> German accent there. And it's alcohol-free, which you think if you're going to go to all the trouble of making a powdered beer, yes. you'd make one that's actual beer. But maybe they couldn't do that. Unless you take the powdered beer and reconstitute it not with water, but with, say, vodka. That would give you that, a proper beer, wouldn't it? Well, I'm not sure about beer. It would give you something. It would give you something, exactly. Well, we would But on something. the other hand... If it's designed for areas that don't have beer, the chances are probably not going to have vodka either. No, they're good. well, they could distill their own alcohol and then add it along with the water, couldn't they? I'm That's sure there are ways around it. Yes, this. I'm sure there are, yes. There will certainly find ways around it. Uh, good news this year for people who like climbing mountains. This is the Hypershell Exoskeleton. Oh, and yes. It clamps that. around your waist. And then it has levers that strap onto your thighs. Mm. And it gives you uh, one horsepower of additional aid when you're climbing mountains. Or indeed, they say, when you're shopping or visiting a museum. Although, if I were visiting a museum wearing one of these, I imagine I would get rather more looks than the artworks. You have to be very careful not to turn too quickly. Otherwise, there goes that priceless vase. Yeah, spin you around. Anyway, this is uh, now available between £580 and £1,258 if you want the deluxe version. It does look really quite bizarre. But then I've done quite so a bit of everything on this show. Yeah. I've done quite a bit of country walking this, week, this year. I don't feel I've seen one of these around yet. No. They, well, maybe they're too expensive or maybe people just look so stupid when they're wearing them. <laughs> Let's pause for breath just for a moment and then we will return to our Gadget and Gizmo's Guide to the Year. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose chatting to Steve Kaplan, who's going through some of the more bizarre uh, gadgets and gizmos that we've been discussing during 2023. So we're now. Well, of course, this has been the year of AI. In yeah. fact, ChatGPT launched just a year ago. And in that time, it has made huge inroads into just about everything. They garnered 100 million users in their first two months. Mm. Back in February, we reported that there are now more than 200 books on Amazon Kindle that claim to be written by ChatGPT. Uh, 
including um, a book on mushroom foraging called The Supreme Mushrooms Books Field Guide of the Southwest, um, which suggested if you're not sure about whether mushroom is poisonous, you can identify it by taste. Yes. yes. So, you know, yes. So well, that's the, the beginning of AI was... deciding to reduce the number of humans in the world. Well, exactly. <laughs> AI, I mean, it also built into Photoshop now via the Adobe Firefly technology, mm. where you can have, you know, anything you can imagine added to it via text prompts. But far more use than that is what they call generative expand, where if you have a portrait image and you want to turn it into a landscape image, you can just make it wider and it will invent everything that wasn't there, which it does wow. remarkably well. Really Brief. astonishingly well, yes. And how are the AI makers actually making money out of it? Well, with um, Adobe, they're hoping that people will buy Photoshop or at least, you know, uh, upgrade yes. to a, yes. a paid-for monthly subscription for Photoshop. With the others, you subscribe and then you can, then you can use it. Um, but it's not all been good news. Getty Images have sued uh, Stable Diffusion, Stable Diffusion being the biggest uh, or the most effective AI photograph maker. Mm. They sued them at the High Court in London because they said, you have copied 12 million of our images without, without paying us. And Stable Diffusion said, no, no, we haven't copied any of your images. And Google produced Exhibit A, which was a an image which was a rehash of one of the Google sports photographs in which that included a rehash of the Google logo because that was on the original photograph. Mm. So Google said, right. look, look, and they said, all right, bang to rights, governor. <laughs> Good grief. Okay. Well, that's a problem, isn't it, for people who, who actually have been producing the stuff originally, um, news articles, photographs, images, yes, all manner yes, of things, certainly. music. It's all being fed into this community until finally they won't need the humans at all. Well, that does look increasingly the case, which is which is quite worrying. Certainly. I mean, the Sony World Photography Award, the creative category this year, was won by a, a German man called Boris Eldagsen. Um, It's a very pretty picture. And he refused the award, pointing out that it was entirely AI generated. I mean, you still have to... Give it the right prompt to get mm. the the image you want, and it can take you know uh, an hour or two to get to refine it to the point where you want. So, in one sense, he did create the image himself, but without using a camera. So that's uh, embarrassing for the World Photography Award. But of course, if he hadn't admitted it, he'd have walked off with the prize. Yes, I think everybody's going to go back to using box brownies then. Uh, they might go back to using the uh, Lego Polaroid camera we discussed last week. Oh, right, yes. Even though it doesn't actually take Even pictures. Even though it doesn't take, well, it to take pictures because you can <laughs> AI generate them. Yes. <laughs> oh, good gracious. We also saw the launch of the Apple Vision Pro, which is the AR headset to beat all AR headsets, starting at around $3,500. They haven't actually launched it yet. They're going to be launching it next year. Um, it doesn't have any of those rather cumbersome controllers that most VR headsets like the uh, the, the Meta Quest has. Mm-hmm. You tap your fingers in front of it and you tap them in different ways. And it has mm-hmm. cameras that can see your fingers and then do what you tell it. Also, it has cameras on the inside of the headset and a screen on the outside that shows your eyes. Because otherwise, 
you appear to have just a sort of blank goggles in front of you, but this time you'll be able to people looking at you will be able to see your eyes, which is okay. all a bit bizarre, really. I think I've used that word far too many times so bizarre far on this show. Shit. I must stop. Um, do you want me to try and find a thesaurus and see what else we could say? Bizarre, bonkers, weird, <laughs> we're, eccentric. We're... Yeah, well, we can yes. come up with some other ones. Yeah. Uh, also, this year for, saw we saw the first Wimbledon AI commentary, which used uh, AI trained on tennis terminology, hmm. and it did uh, comments on what was happening in the game on the website only. They didn't actually show that uh, when it was screened live on BBC. Hmm. But and we let her listen to it, as you recall, and it I sounded see. a little bit dull. There was no humour there. Well, there are, dull, there are some dull commentators, so yeah. There are indeed some dull commentators. Well, this was certainly one of them. <laughs> right. Big However, it's gamers. early days. That's the yeah, well. Worrying. It is. Yeah. Um, big news for gamers in the uh, the Unreal Engine. Now, this is the game engine that powers most um, most games, most uh, sort of shoot 'em up and exploration games. And in all of these games, there are NPCs, non-playable characters, who are simply people who are around to to, to fill up the the streets or the bars mm. or wherever you happen to go. And some of them you can go up to and you can have brief conversations with, but they are pre-recorded, as it were, conversations. Um, they did a Unreal did a demo of a game that they are building set in New York with AI-driven characters. And the thing about these characters is that you can talk to them and they will respond to you. You could actually have conversations. Mm. So rather than, say, having a, a built-in map to take you to your next destination, you can say to them, you know, how do I get there? And they'll tell you how, how to get there. Or yes. you can discuss points that are rising in the game with them. Very, very interesting. It is absolutely going to change the way that games are written and certainly the way that games are played um, i haven't replayed many games since um they were text adventures only so quite a while ago but i did know where npcs are because there was a great film and i think i forgot what the name of it was um that was about a character that realized it was an npc uh called free guy with um ryan reynolds only about uh, two or three years ago but it's really quite good fun you should seek it out it i remember the good. first text adventure game was called colossal caves Oh, I think it was earlier than I got into it. I saw I was the Infocom era with the Zorks and things like that. Ah, yeah. No, no, I don't remember Colossal the caves. Zorks. Well, they, they were... well, you should you should get it for yourself for Christmas and have a trip. I down don't think I could. Having played it once, I don't think. Oh, I could. Right, let's yeah. move on anyway. We'll okay. go. We'll zoom past. Remember, we had to do. The, I'm just suddenly remember. We had to draw our own maps, didn't we? Yes, exactly. Yeah, had to draw your own maps because it was it was just text. You should yes. say go west, go north. Yes. Use light. Combined matches with gunpowder, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ah, that was when gaming was real. No, that was when gaming was crap. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to zoom past the AI speed camera that uh, Devon and Cornwall tested. They caught 300 people in the first three days, both using their mobile phone and not wearing seatbelts. So that's, uh, actually, we won't zoom past that. We'll crawl past that uh, speed camera. And Google, of course, you can't mention AI without talking about Google. And first, uh, beginning of the year, Google Bard, which was their answer to ChatGPT4, gave the wrong answer in, in, a, in a demo, which cost Google $100 billion in revenue. Mm. 
which is just was that wasn't revenue was it was the share price in the share price yeah yeah but they've since released Google Gemini, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, which was multimodal, worked with text, images, and video all at the same time, with astonishing ability to interpret what it sees and hears and to respond accordingly. They also produced the Duet ID AI, sorry, Duet AI Meeting Assistant, which if you turn up late to uh, Google Hangups, not Hangups, Hangouts, or um, Zoom meeting. Mm. It will tell you the points that you'd missed and would show you video of what it thought were the key moments in the video. We had a listen to Music LM, which was the Google AI music authoring uh, thing. I can't remember the word from thing. thing. Yes. Thing. And, of course, Google also trialed AI-powered traffic lights in Manchester, which they say improved the traffic flow. So largely good news for, for Google there, but um, but not perfect news. Hmm. So that's it for AI. Okay. Uh, let's have a little one of those divider things that you like so much. Why not? Let's have one of those. Um, I can't actually remember which, uh, which button I press. Oh, yes, it's one of these. And on to some more wacky stuff. This year saw the premiere of The Challenge which was a Russian film, the first film to be shot aboard the International Space Station. It's about a surgeon sent to the ISS to save an injured cosmonaut. And it took them 12 days to make on the International Space Station. And they got there first, despite Tom Cruise saying he was going to make one, but it hasn't happened yet. So well done them. Yes. Oh, yeah, so it should really be a, a detective mystery. If anybody was listening to last... Um... Uh, week's episode it should be about the missing tomato it should be sending a detective i mean a columba like detective (laughs) to solve who's eaten the missing tomato yes complete with shabby raincoat yes yeah 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 Mm. Uh, we also um uh, talked about the uh, the world's fastest wheelie bin made by a chap called andy jennings (laughs) from sweden which manages 145 miles an hour sorry 45 miles an hour um we talked about the problem with parking your Bugatti in Dubai. Oh, I remember that. And yes. the fact that Bugatti residences, the the new block of flats, well, apartments, I should probably say, has a tw- is a twisting sort of silver building on legs. Looks very pretty indeed, and it has eleven penthouses, each of which has a built-in garage. So you drive your Bugatti into a <laughs> lift, and it takes you up so you can park it and polish it and admire it without having to leave the comfort of your flat extraordinary Hmm. and we can't really finish the year without talking about elon musk and the calamity of him rebranding twitter as x this year x being his favorite uh, letter and is named after his child his child whose name is x followed by ash which is the diphthong a and e put together which are kind of followed by a dash x i i which is um, uh, the um, it's it's the the A12, which is apparently his favourite aircraft. Oh, rather than so road, his, rather than road. So his <laughs> yes. <laughs> so his child is named X Ash A Dash Twelve, I suppose. 
I mean, really, the poor kid, although perhaps poor yeah. is the wrong word to use. In but we're assuming country. it was Elon Musk who decided. The mum was probably coming out with names like, you know, John and Frank. I mean, well, you, oh, the mum's name is Grimes, so it's unlikely. With the, no. the, with their parents are called Elon and Grimes. You're not going to end up with a John, are you? No. They sound quite, when you say it like that, they sound like Dickensian characters. Yes, they probably do, don't they? Yeah. Anyway, and that's finally, it. Oh, oh sorry. No, oh, okay, go on, you can have a fight. From early on in the year when Matt Hancock closed his social media app, which he had called Matt Hancock. And when you first opened Modestly. it, it yeah. came up with a warning message saying, Matt Hancock would like to access your photos. One can't help thinking if we'd be able to access Matt Hancock's photos, all that, <laughs> all that business would have come out much more quickly. It might well have done, mightn't it? <laughs> That's it, though, for this look back at the Gadget and Gizmos from 2023. We'll be back, of course, with more Gadget and Gizmos, Steve Kaplan and myself, in 2024. See, I can add one to 2023. Ah, oh, that's what you've talked without about. Without AI. Yes, without AI. That's it, though, for now. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.